Do you admit to being evil, Richard? We are all evil in some form or another, are we not? He turned around after I did that and he asked me not to kill him. And his chest was, was bruised and blood was coming out of his mouth. He was hanging over the side of the bed. I took him to my house, walked him down the street. I don't know why the media acts like the motherfucker couldn't walk. He walked very well. Walked him upstairs, kicked his ass, and killed him. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, all I got to do is relax, and they'll take me to their death. I've got the gun in the car. There was so much physical trouble, because it, it was all in one year. Seven people in one oh, year. Oh, well. Oh, well. Welcome to Rock Paper Chainsaw. This is a true crime podcast started by me and my girlfriend Katie because we're fucking bored and no, not really. We are a bit of enthusiasts for the true crime genre and we decided to do this case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard for our first episode because it really shows just how fucked up this shit can really get without being too graphic and you'll kind of see what i mean and that being said let's begin on june 14th 2015 2 32 p.m a post made from the joint facebook of dd Dee Dee blanchard who is the mother of gypsy blanchard now this was a facebook that was used by both of them the post read simply that bitch is dead comments started coming in from neighbors saying like it sounds like you guys are watching a movie everything okay and then the only comment that came back from the original post of uh dd and gypsy's account read i fucking slashed that fat pig and i raped her daughter her scream was so loud lol neighbors came rushing to the home and with the permission of the police, they one man came through the window, and they didn't see anything wrong, uh, which is kind of weird. They didn't see anything wrong, but uh, nobody was there. Gypsy wasn't there. And later, when the police obtained a search warrant, they entered the home themselves, and that is when they found the body of Dee Dee Blanchard, who again is the mother of Gypsy Blanchard. Dee Dee had been stabbed 17 times in her bed, and that's where she was found. Gypsy was not there, and after they yeah after they found Dee Dee's body, uh, and Gypsy being gone, we really had no motive, and we we're pretty much just trying to find out why. Eventually, law enforcement filed a subpoena to Facebook to track. Um, just to get information about who was accessing the account at that time and who was still accessing the account. And eventually they traced their IP address to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so the home of Nicholas Godijan, 26 years old. 
And when they go to his house with a fucking canine unit and SWAT team unit, they find Gypsy there as well. And it didn't appear that she was being held against her will by any means, but, uh... So they take both of them in, Gypsy and Nicholas, and that is where certain things start to come to light. That being that Nicholas go to John and Gypsy Rose Blanchard had been in a relationship for the last three years. They were found on a Christian mingle type dating website and at this point the police no longer really believe this was a random act after finding them. Now we're going to talk about why. Why was Dee Dee Blanchard killed? So there's a couple of things you need to know about Gypsy and that is that she was in a wheelchair she allegedly had leukemia and muscular dystrophy and heart murmurs and all types of stuff and she had seizures and uh, all these kinds of treatments and stuff led her to not be able to walk she had no hair uh, she had no teeth <laughs> kind of fucking frightening and she looked like a goddamn slug in a wheelchair <laughs> to be honest and she was pretty scary looking uh, but anyway, you know, she, uh... <laughs> it was all part of her mom's plan. It was all part of her mom's plan. Okay, so her mom's grand scheme of things all started when there was a motorcycle accident that Gypsy was involved in, where all that happened was she just seemed to fall off the motorcycle, and that kind of spun the years of medical deceit that she brought onto her daughter, and all the scams that were going to come, including but not limited to the Make-A-Wish Foundation where they were granted a Disney trip, they went to Universal, she was going to meet the cast of the Harry Potter movies, um, they had a house built for them after they were claimed to be Katrina victims, so everything was just handed to them. But my biggest question is how did they even pull this off? They were cheating the system, they were fooling doctor after doctor, which is hard to even think about. Like, I don't have a fucking idea how to do this shit. But basically, it all started with... We don't know if they even were victims of the Hurricane Katrina. But, yeah, they said that all their medical documents and all their legal documents were lost in the hurricane. So they, you know, they even changed Gypsy's age. Uh, it was a really hard. I don't even think they're entirely positive how even old she actually is. She had several different date of births floating around. Yeah, like it was a fucking mess. And I feel like anytime any suspicion was raised, Dee Dee always made it seem like it was one thing after another with Gypsy. Health-wise, somebody was starting to maybe egg on what they were doing. She'd make it seem like it was something completely different. It'd be another issue. She it was just very deceiving to the public and their own family and it started kind of like with small things apparently where she would ask neighbors to borrow 50 bucks to to get the adhesive strips to apply to gypsy's heart monitor and stuff and the neighbors were like yeah i mean that's no problem but well you know why does gypsy need a heart monitor like we've known her for a long time since she was a kid and there's nothing wrong with her and just gradually like more and more you know she suddenly had leukemia and she needed this wheelchair and all this shit started popping up you know a lot of people realized that there was red flags but it was just hard to keep track of because they started moving around eventually it started changing the pronunciations of their own last name and this was all a fucking giant scheme now it's not to say that gypsy was to blame because her mother Dee Dee, you know, started all this at a very young age. 
Yeah, and at some point, you know, you just kind of go along with the role that you're told uh, to go for. And if it hasn't been pieced together by now, this is a serious case of Munchausen by proxy. Very common kind of case. I mean, not too common to where it gets this far, but... So, Munchausen by proxy. The medical definition of Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a parenting disorder in which the parent either fabricates an illness or induces an illness in their child. Fabricated illness is the more frequent form of MSBP. Uh, The parent may claim their child is ill when the child is not. So a good example of this would be if you've ever seen The Sixth Sense. Then there's that uh, the girl that the mother is pouring, or the stepmother is pouring rat poison in her soup, and it's keeping her sick from not getting any better, and it eventually kills her. But it's just, yeah, it's coming up with, uh, you know, it's taking one thing and running with it. Whether you're trying to uh, gain anything out of it, whether it be like. Uh, monetary value or which is malingering yeah which would be malingering by proxy is a little bit different which is where you're trying to fool people to get material goods and stuff like that okay on let's back up so nicholas go to john and gypsy blanchard obviously three-year relationship and it came to light that uh so yeah obviously talked about uh all the stuff that her mom was putting her through um you know, this one child's in my proxy bullshit, and eventually, you know, she's like, fuck this, like, I don't want to do this anymore, so she met this guy, and, uh, uh, Nicholas, and eventually she's like, let's fucking kill Dee Dee, let's kill my mom, let's get the fuck out of here, so, uh, she, Nicholas, I believe, came down by bus, and, uh, he, when he got there, Gypsy opened the door for him, and Gypsy opened the door for him. Her plan was set in place. She kind of wanted no part in it. You know, she said she once was quoted that she doesn't do well with blood. She couldn't imagine doing that. So she sat in the bathroom with her ears covered while Goda John killed her mother in the next room. And then, uh, apparently in an interview uh, with Nick, he said that he thought about raping Dee Dee while he was fucking killing her, which is pretty fucked up also it came to light that nicholas uh at one point was caught uh masturbating in a mcdonald's uh (laughs) you know there's that (laughs) and if it gets any weirder they both had alter egos that they used with each other and and it it even was established that people who are uh, victims of munchausen syndrome have a hard time keeping in touch with reality so it's no yeah there's identity no surprise that they're fucked up yeah they were both fucking weirdos obviously um yeah nick's alter ego was he was a 500 year old vampire and it was really fucking weird (laughs) and uh she they would send each other pictures dressed up as like cosplay characters and uh she's seen like licking a knife and shit and people wonder if that was the same knife that uh was used to kill Dee Dee. But and anyway, I wouldn't put it past him if it was. Yeah, it was, but uh, I also found these text messages sent between the two of them. He mailed that knife back to himself yeah. too. The so. knife, the knife that was actually used to kill uh, Dee Dee, he mailed it before they went back to Wisconsin. He mailed it to them so they wouldn't find it like while in transit if anything was to happen. And something completely ironic is that Dee Dee was stabbed seventeen times. And after going back on the years of deceit 
um, it was actually thought that she was put through 17 years of emotional, physical, medical trauma. So that's pretty ironic. Yeah. Uh, one text uh, from Gypsy to Nick said, tomorrow is the last night we sleep alone. So obviously, you know, this was premeditated. So like we said that uh, um, she had no teeth. And this is because, you know, uh, Didi was forcing her to take all this, like, seizure medication, all this fucking shit that she didn't need. And, yeah, her goddamn teeth fell out, and she was really fucked up from this. But... Yeah, well, when she started appearing in in her trial, she was seemingly a normal-looking woman in her 20s. And then that also was kind of thought to believe that maybe she stopped taking the medication towards the end of her time with her mom because her hair was growing back she had a fuller chest um she was just yeah they think that well uh Dee probably forced her to like wrap her chest area to appear um younger yeah younger but yeah she comes in her hair had started growing back where you know everybody believed that she didn't have hair because she was doing these treatments and stuff for leukemia but really her Dee was probably just shaving her head and the craziest thing I came across is the fact that she was supposed to be wheelchair-bound her entire life, but yet she actually had leg restraints on in the courtroom to be kept from running away. Which is <laughs> <Just> very <laughs> ironic. So during the trial, Gypsy's was first and Nick's came later. Gypsy was facing second-degree murder charges because she wasn't the one that actually, you know, put the knife through her mom. So she was facing second-degree murder charges, and she got the minimum sentence for second degree, um, which is 10 years. And Nicholas eventually got charged with first-degree murder, and he is doing life in prison. After, uh, after she's been incarcerated a couple years later, she started doing more interviews and again, she looks more and more healthy, more and more normal. This is kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel for her because she had this dark past, you know, being victimized by her mom, but some of my favorite things I read are from her stepmom, Christy Blanchard, who says she's thriving in prison. Um, She, there's a quote that she would rather be in prison than to ever be back with her mom. Another one is, so for Gypsy, it's a lot of freedom, which, you know, when we think about jail, we don't think freedom at all. But after the years of emotional and physical trauma that was brought on by Dee Dee, it's very, it's very much more of a realistic lifestyle for Gypsy to be thriving in prison than to be a patient in her own home. Yeah, she just wanted to be away from her mom. And uh, a couple, one thing we came across was that apparently, like, you know, obviously it led to the death of her own mother, the murder of her own mother, but she had tried to leave before. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, it was said that she ran away in 2011. Well, she attempted to, and then it was unsuccessful, and Dee Dee smashed her laptop, smashed her cell phone, and supposedly chained her to her own bed for two weeks. That. I'm sure that was a breaking point for her <laughs> to kill her mom. There was an incident where uh, Dee Dee was, I'm sorry, there was an incident where Gypsy was jumping on a trampoline at like a family gathering and just, you know, being a kid, jumping around. And uh, as soon as Dee Dee came outside and saw her, Gypsy like collapsed and crawled to her wheelchair basically. And just another example of just, you know, how brainwashed she was and very sad, very, very sad. 
But I mean, when you think about it, like, what choice did she have? Honestly, you know, it's yeah. crazy. She finds somebody who's willing to do it for her, yeah. the love of her life. On Christian Mingle. Christian right? Mingle. Yeah. Don't doubt the websites, guys. <laughs> you can find someone to kill your parents on Christian Mingle. I know they're hoping, but they're realistic about it, that she might not have to serve the full 10-year sentence. She'll have to serve at least 85% of it to even be able to be up for parole. So we'll see. Um, there's plenty of documentaries out there right now about it. There's a good one in the making right now with Joey King portraying Gypsy Blanchard. So that'll be exciting to shed light on the story once again. At the end of this episode, we're going to play a couple of clips of uh, Gypsy talking. And uh, on the Instagram page, Rock Paper Chainsaw Crime, I will post some pictures of Gypsy before and after one where she was a part of this uh, elaborate scheme. And then another one of her in trial, and you can see for yourselves the difference. The transformation is truly uh, it's incredible. crazy. And wait till you hear her voice, man. She's, uh, it's eerie. It's very eerie. So, in conclusion, if you are thinking of committing uh, the crime of Munchausen by proxy, and you're trying to fool uh, the loved ones around you for monetary gain, just want to say that you might be playing a game of rock, paper, chainsaw. Thank you. What happened then? And so after that, he took his bus, Greyhound bus, from Wisconsin to Missouri. He stayed at the local hotel. I texted him when my mother went to sleep. I let him in the door. There were gloves waiting for him, plastic gloves by the door. You put them there? I put them there. He came in and he was wearing a hoodie and dark clothing and a scary t-shirt that had evil clowns on it. And I handed him the knife and he said, get your ass in the bathroom now. And I went in the bathroom, closed the door behind me and kind of got down in a kneeling position and put my hands over my ears so I couldn't hear anything. But I did hear stuff. I heard her scream for me a couple times. But at first, like, she, she sounded like she was startled, like, who's there? And then I heard her screaming. Your mother was screaming your name for help. And I wanted to go and help her. But he had told me prior, if you come in the bedroom, Victor might hurt you too. Like, Victor will lash out at you if you try and stop it. So I was scared of that. And I was scared of what I would see. And I was just so scared. So I didn't move even though I wanted to. And then she called my name about three or four times, wanting help. I didn't move. Then it all went quiet. Should you be in this prison? To be honest, I have complicated feelings about that. I believe firmly that no matter what, murder is not okay. But at the same time, I don't believe I deserve as many years as I got. But your mother is dead. She is, yes. And she was murdered. Yes, sir. And you were involved. I was. What would be a just punishment? I'm not really certain on that. I do believe that 
I do deserve to spend some time in prison uh -huh. for that crime, but also I understand why it happened, and I don't believe that I'm in the right place to get the help that I need. Mm -hmm. Are you glad your mother's dead? No, sir. I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I am not happy she's dead.